This is Saving Grace, Living in the Light of God's Love, a broadcast ministry of Grace Center for Spiritual Development and Grace School of Theology, a seminary to the world, committed to the truth of Scripture and life application through the lens of grace. And now, our program. Chaplains, ministers of God who go where pastors often can't go, won't go, or aren't invited. Hospitals, prisons, battlefields, classrooms, and to the scenes of disasters, natural and man-made. But who are these men and women who sacrificially minister, sometimes to total strangers, who bring emotional and spiritual comfort and healing to individuals in crisis situations? One chaplain wrote, Chaplaincy creates a bridge between the sacred and the secular. The need for trained chaplains has grown and will no doubt continue to grow in the days ahead. So today, we're going to take a deeper look into this unique calling. Who knows? Perhaps God will use this very program to call you on your next adventure with Him. I'm Carmen Pate, and I'm your host today, and I'm so glad to have with us today to talk more about chaplaincy, Ken Schlanker. Ken earned his MDiv from Talbot School of Theology. He has served 30 years as a first responder and district attorney chaplain. Ken is the founder and president of CareForce and RKM Crisis Team. He is professor and director of chaplaincy for Grace School of Theology. Welcome, Ken, to Saving Grace. Thank you, Carmen. I'm delighted to be here. Well, I'm just so glad you're here. Uh, You know, I've had a personal experience with uh, chaplains, obviously being in the hospital many times during my cancer. Uh, I recall uh, chaplains coming in and taking wonderful care of my dad when he was in hospice. Just beautiful experiences. But I'm learning from you, Ken, uh, that chaplains minister in so many areas that we just don't think about. Mm -hmm. And so today, I'd love for us to explore that a little bit. And first of all, just really talking about chaplains in general, can you just give us an idea what this calling from God really is to these men and women? Certainly. Um, Chaplaincy, as you kind of indicated, is not a one-size-fits-all. You really have to understand and clearly discern what God's call is for you and the context of where it is that you want to serve. But there there is a philosophy of ministry that no matter which context you're in Mm -hmm. is consistent. And it's actually very different, but complementary to that of a pastor's philosophy of ministry inside the church. Mm -hmm. It's a ministry of Mm -hmm. purpose, presence, and peace to provide sacred care. Mm. And, you know, I can take about 40 hours to unpack all of that. (laughs) I'm sure you could. Um, But the the, the bottom line, there's a couple meta messages, if you will. Mm -hmm. Yes. the real heart of a chaplain is a selfless, sacrificial, other-focused love of other people mm. that develops, that knows how to quickly develop relationship, empathetic relationships with other people at the moment of their crisis point, mm-hmm. uh, which necessitates being able to assess how impacted they are and, and a course. bunch of other things. But the, the message that the chaplain wants others to hear is that they care about them. Yes. They want to understand what they're going through mm-hmm. and that they're there to help. 
Oh, that's yes. the meta message. No matter which category of chaplains uh, see that you're involved with, and that you we know, want to communicate. And that's so critical because I think how oftentimes, Ken, you know, everyone wants to help. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to show up and be a friend, or but they don't because they think. I don't know what to say. Yeah. I'm not sure what to do. So I assume that that's why it's important to have proper training to be a chaplain. It, it absolutely is. And, you know, that's one of my delights of being mm-hmm. here at Grace School of Theology and be involved with it, as well as Grace Center for Spiritual Development. I really believe that we're possibly one of the only seminaries in the country mm-hmm. that's providing the type of training that's augmenting the theological training to give this practical skill sets okay. to our chaplains. And we've embedded it in, in our degree programs from undergrad through doctorate, which I've been delighted to be able to uh, create and to be able to work with students in, what is it now, 41 countries and stuff. So I'm really delighted. I mean, we're dealing with Mm. things such as suicide and domestic violence and human trafficking. Mm. And how do you minister to those people? I mean, because it's one thing to understand whose we are Mm -hmm. and our faith and that Mm -hmm. perspective. But, um, well, I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. If you've ever known somebody who is anxious. Oh, I'm sure everybody probably has. Yes. But have you met somebody who was so anxious they physically felt ill? They, mm. they felt like they wanted to throw up. Mm. Yes. Well, yes. that's an emotion that caused something physical to happen. And then a lot of times that particular person that you might have in your mind started to dwell on the thing that was causing them to be anxious. Mm-hmm. So right. now your thinking's involved. Mm-hmm. And as your thinking gets involved, your behavior starts to change. Yes. Now, I would say that there is definitely a spiritual component. No doubt about it. And, you know, my, my first passage would be to think about Philippians 4 to rejoice in all things. Mm. But a lot of times uh, members of the clergy tend to only focus on the spiritual dimension mm. and not look at the individual holistically, oh, which is the yes. way God made us. Yes, he did. So you need to have some additional skills. You know, I deal a lot on a national basis with suicide. Mm-hmm. You know, and there are things that you can see, hear, sense, and learn mm-hmm. that may indicate somebody's having thoughts of suicide. But a lot of people are reticent to ask the question, are you thinking of killing yourself? One, it's a very dark question. Yes. It's it's fearful. And what happens if the person says yes, like you indicated, right. what do I do now? Yes. Now what do you say? And, you know, and a lot of times people may think, well, you know, we got to talk them out of that. Mm. But actually what you need to do is you need to ask them why they don't want to live. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. there is a there's a, something that they have gone through. Yeah. And as I, I teach our chaplains, mm-hmm. our job basically is to be the person that people can verbally throw up on in confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they, that pain. Tell them all the ugly. Absolutely. And, be, and you need to be comfortable in your shoes yeah. to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's the value of having a seminary education because it anchors you in your relationship with God. It takes you deeper into that walk. And he is our rock. He mm-hmm. is our anchor. And when somebody is in what I would call a pit of crisis, you don't know how deep, they could be so far deep in that pit, they can't see the top. Mm, Yes. They can't see light and they feel helpless and hopeless. And just imagine being in the dark that you can't see or hear anything. And all of a sudden you have somebody who's anchored on the rock. They reach their hand down into their pit and say, 
I'm here. When you're ready, grab my hand. Wow. And I can help you out. Mm -hmm. Because we're Mm -hmm. not there to fix people. No. What we're there to do is to empower them to regain the control that the situation has cause them to have a perception that they are out of control. Yes. And And, and out of hope. They feel they're out of hope. And this offers them hope. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what our focus has been since we started our ministry decades ago is to equip uh, in the veterans, the first responder, Mm. the education, the healthcare, and the faith community to develop uh, chaplains within the church that they could use inside the church, mm-hmm. but also use those people to reach out into the community. Which is where it's needed um, day yeah. in and day out. Absolutely is. And, I, you know, you and I have known each other for a, a little while, um, but my family's from Israel. I was raised mm-hmm. Jewish. And there's a passage in Matthew that talks about the Great Commandment. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows it. Love the Lord, you got to love your neighbors yourself. Yes. You do that, yeah. you fulfill the law of the prophets. Well, that's anchored in Deuteronomy 6 and Leviticus 19.18. Mm-hmm. When, when you go back to the, the Hebrew Scripture, and I use Hebrew and Christian Scripture, not Old Testament and New Testament, mm-hmm. because I work with Muslims, I work with Jews and everything else. And if I say New Testament, it can be offensive. Right. And if I'm dealing with somebody of the Islamic faith, they accept the Torah. Uh, They accept the Psalms and they accept the Gospels. Yes, yes. So if I can anchor what I'm talking to them in those books, then we're on common ground. I was going to say, if we find find common ground, ground. that's important. But in the Mm -hmm. Jewish faith, uh, Deuteronomy 6, 4 and Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 9 is Mm -hmm. just Shema and the Mm -hmm. V'yahavta. It's Shema Yisrael, Anoichinu, Anoichad, V'yahavta, Eida, Anoichecha, B'chalabacha, Uchon, Nafshecha, Uchon, Medecha. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength. Yes. Well, that word Shema here means listen up. What I'm about to tell you is really important. Don't miss it. Mm-hmm. Shema Yisrael. I'm talking to the entire nation, mm-hmm. the people of God. Mm-hmm. Shema Yisrael, Adonai El Chenu. The Lord is your God. There's a personal relationship yes. there. Adonai Echad. Echad means one. It's the same mm-hmm. word that's used in Genesis 2.24 mm-hmm. when it talks about the man and women shall become one. There's mm-hmm. something more that's there. Mm-hmm. But that word that starts in 6.5, you shall love, is achav. It's a verb. The Septuagint, which is the Greek translation mm-hmm. of the Hebrew scripture, mm-hmm. translates that agapao, which is also a verb. It's the verbal form of agape. Yes. So that particular love that's there is a selfless, sacrificial love. Mm-hmm. It says, via hafta et adonai, et is a direct object marker. Mm-hmm. It points a direction of the verbal action to the subject. Yes. Via hafta et adonai. Mm-hmm. What that's saying is, and this is what part of the reason why I converted Mm -hmm. to Christianity when I really was reading the New Testament and uh, the Christian scripture and then I saw that. It's a selfless, other-focused love that has direct object pointed on God. Amen. Yes. And I realized I didn't know how to love him that way Mm. apart from Mm. his spirit dwelling within me as I later learned. Amen. Yeah. So as you continue to look through that verse, Mm -hmm. it is saying basically that the relationship first is vertical between myself and my God. Right. 
but then it spills over to my children. Mm-hmm. It happens inside the home, and then it goes out into the workplace, yes. into the world. Yes. And yes. that's where we love others. That's right. And that's then that right. comes back and has an impact on us, which goes back in our relationship. So there's this yeah. reciprocal relationship of mm-hmm. love that comes from God in me, with me, and through me to love other people, yes. but that he's using that situation to help conform me and transform me into his image. Amen. Well, and that is what, you know, the bridging, the secular with the sacred becomes important. And I think about Galatians 2, where to bear one another's burdens yes. and so fulfill the law of Christ. Yes. And what is the law of Christ? Love. What you just said, love the Lord our yes. God with all our heart, soul, and mind. Love our neighbor as ourselves. Yes. It is a sacrificial agape love that he's talking about and what a beautiful example of that is chaplaincy yes where it is showing the love of god by serving and loving those who are needing him in that moment more than ever that yet some don't know it they don't know that that's what it is they're missing that's what they're looking for and so and uh the chaplains have opportunity yes to make that to make that beautiful connection Yeah. yeah It's a beautiful thing, and I I, um, I know there's a book that's coming out, yes. and it's called The Heart of a Chaplain, yes. Exploring Essentials for Ministry. You're a contributing author to that book, and I understand it's going to be coming out perhaps in the summer and will be available, or maybe it's out now. Well, I, I think uh-huh. the, the Kindle version should be out this month, and right. then the print version will be out in uh, June. Oh, that's great, and that will be available on Amazon and uh, mm-hmm. in our program. Uh, notes will have access yes. to how folks can reach that. But one of the things that you talk about uh, there is the fact that there are public safety groups. Yes. Uh, that's where your expertise and, and yes. years of experience lies. Uh, talk about those groups and how that need has to be rising with yes. all we see going on in the world, Ken. Yeah, you, you don't generally think about it, but I, I serve with uh, the sheriff department, the district attorney's office, mm-hmm. with our constable unit here that's mm-hmm. responsible for all the mental health calls for the county. And our public safety officials, fire, EMS, law, uh, I would include healthcare workers mm-hmm. with COVID and stuff. Yes, yes. Um, what do they do? Imagine you're a, a nurse and you're shut down in the hospital for COVID and nobody can come through. And when somebody comes on your unit, you know they're going there because they're not gonna be around much longer. And the family wants to be with their loved one and they're not allowed. Or the family has just had a baby born. Mm -hmm. And now you're the nurse and now you're put into the situation that you have to be the conduit through which the family is able to stream live uh, on their iPad or something so mm-hmm. the, the family member that's hospitalized can see a baby that they're never going to be able to touch. Mm-hmm. What, and you're the nurse. Yeah. How do you process that? Exactly. Who's taking care of you? Imagine you're, you are um, uh, involved uh, with internet crimes against kids. And you have to go through all the cyber yeah. garbage. Yes. Or you're an attorney and you have to watch horrific things in mm-hmm. order to do the prosecution. What do you do with that? Wow. Or you And we don't think about that, Ken. No, you we don't. think about the victims being those who, you know, the perpetrator has, has attacked. We don't think about the people who are trying to help them. Yeah. 
and they are affected. Yeah, yeah. I think about you're a jury member, mm -hmm. and you have to watch all this stuff. You're mm. not, you, you don't know what you don't know. You don't yeah. know how to take care of yourself. Well, that, that's the flavor of what I'm involved with and what mm -hmm. I train others mm -hmm. to be involved with. Mm -hmm. And what's unique about public safety chaplaincy mm -hmm. is there's times that I'm there to take care of the individual that's from that department yeah but there's times when I'm maybe riding patrol with them and I'm out in the field and we come upon a domestic abuse mm. case mm. well the abuser needs to be taken care of that's not the chaplain's job but what do you do with the abused yeah while the abused abuser is being handled mm -hmm. well that's where the chaplain can be used as a tool on the public safety's tool belt yes. to work with them. Yes. Now, you know, or if you're fire EMS, you know, and you, somebody just lost their home, mm -hmm. you know, and they're, they're dealing with the emotions, but the first responder <clears throat> has to do their job to put the fire out. Right, right. So it, now when they leave the scene, what happens if uh, <clears throat> there was a baby death? Mm. And the baby was looks like and maybe was the same age as your child. Yes. So. While we're imagine. on the scene, we're taking care of the community yeah. as directed. Yeah. But when we leave the scene, we need to take care of the people that we're taking care of the community. Yes. Yeah. So, so you're helping the victims and then you're helping the first responders themselves. Yes, yes absolutely. Oh, and, and, and so part of the training uh, through your chaplaincy program is to to give people the, the tools they need to yes. converse, or or is it those things that to have purpose, presence, and peace yes. in that situation? Yeah, it absolutely is. The, the Ministry of Purpose is helping the organization that you're, the secular organization, which is the other thing. Okay. We're, we're not attached in a church generally. Right. Now, our our, the way we do our chaplain training, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you can. It's actually what I did in California. Mm -hmm. I was a pastor for Care and Missions, a church about 1,500 people. Okay. And we okay, got started okay. with 9 11. Mm -hmm. And then we brought it into the church. And there's actually four quadrants two of them are inside the church, and two of them are outside the church. But the ministry purpose is being attached to a secular organization to help them fulfill their mission mm -hmm. without compromising separation of church and state. Yes. So you need to understand the legal aspects. Mm -hmm. But that does not mean that you're not spiritual. Mm -hmm. It does not mean that you sacrifice what you believe. It's just the method of how you go about doing it is different mm -hmm. from how you would do inside your place of worship. Right. So ministry of presence really, sometimes it's not you doing any, it's not being a human doing, mm -hmm. it's being a human being. Mm -hmm. It's just sitting with people. Like Job's friends did the first week. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Till they opened their mouth, right? Absolutely, and what we're trying to do is to help empower yes. the person to restore their shalom, mm -hmm. their peace. Amen. So when I said purpose, presence, and peace mm -hmm. to provide sacred care, sacred is the core values. Mm -hmm. We're spiritual, available, credible, relational, empathetic, and diverse, or multiculturally mm -hmm. competent. Yes. And care is the methodology. How do you connect with somebody, assess where they are, how do you respond, and how do yeah. you engage the resources that are needed? Yeah. So that takes, you know, just to even begin 40 hours for me to unpack in our classes oh, that imagine. we're doing all across the country. You know, I also think about natural disasters. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, man-made disasters mm -hmm. as well, crisis situations. Uh, 
I, I assume for someone who's singing, well, I would like to be a chaplain, but I don't have all those resources. Yes. But I assume that's something that has you, you gain over the years of experience, uh, also the networking among yes. you. Yes. You go, well, I don't know anyone, but I know who to call. Yes. Um, I, I contacted you recently for a yes. young woman who was needing help. You immediately responded with resources, mm -hmm. and, uh, and I just, that made me feel so good. Mm -hmm. I thought, this is what the body of Christ does. Yes. We express a need. It's what it ought to do. It's what it ought to do. The resources uh, come together and someone is, benefits from it. Yes. So it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yes. Now, you mentioned that sometimes, well, probably always, you can't just walk into a fire station and go, I'm your new chaplain. Mm -hmm. uh, as with any relationship, talk about how you build that connection with first responders. Well, let me talk about Westminster, Maryland. All right. We've been going there for 10 years now to do training, except for the last two years with COVID. And we'll be back there the last week of July and the first week of August. So let me show you how that process started. 10 years ago, we bought our one week, 40 hour, eight to five, Monday to Friday chaplain class. Okay. When we got done with that class, we asked them to pray for 30 days. Why were you here? Just because mm -hmm. you took a class doesn't make you a chaplain. Mm -hmm. What's God calling you to do? So the host uh, brought everybody back together to share. They had a barbecue type thing. Mm -hmm. And then we did that for two to three years in a row to build. And eventually we understood the soil in that part of the country mm -hmm. and the seed of the people because the work that God wants to do there is in his people that are there. Yes. And that's different across the U.S. So as we started to progress, we brought the, we continued bringing that same class, but we started bringing layers upon layers mm -hmm. of other classes mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. develop people. We have about 100 chaplains that we've done this with from New York down to Florida. We all come once a year to Westminster, Maryland. Okay. So in the process of doing that, those individuals that have relationships in the community started mm -hmm. to bring me in to meet with local community leaders. Yeah. And then I explained, here's who we are, here's the training that we do, and by the way, this is the same training you send your people to. Mm. Uh, careforce.us is our website, and if you click on training and then you go to the button at the top of the page, it's got a one-page PDF of a host of courses. We're kind of one-stop shop. Uh -huh. And we created the bridge for those people into their local community that the local community, like police, fire, schools, mm -hmm. whatever, mm -hmm. they would use these people to be their chaplains. Okay. So it, it took time. Yes. Um, here uh, in Montgomery County, uh, to be a sheriff's chaplain, there's, there's a process, mm -hmm. there's a, uh, a, we have a chaplain board with the sheriff. Uh, we meet with people and they go through background checks and everything mm -hmm. else. You just mm -hmm. can't walk in right. and stuff. But then there's also requirements of training that you have to have mm -hmm. in order to be able to respond. And yeah. until you get that training, you might be part of the team, but you're not part of the team yet. You can't go out by yourself or stuff like that. Yes, yes. Um, every chaplain needs to be equipped mm -hmm. uh, because you're going into environments that generally the general public never gets exposed to mm -hmm. and stuff. But that means there's a mission field that oh, you get yes. exposed to that you never would as a pastor, mm -hmm. you know, or mm -hmm. as a ministry leader. And um, I just, I think it's so important that the church sees that 
and I, I wish every seminary would have a chaplain program. Oh, um, no it, doubt it's needed. <laughs> it absolutely is. Yes, yes. Well, I, I, I think it's um, um, interesting that during this time, you know, we always think about Esther here for such a time as this. Uh, we are we can turn on the news at night and see the growing need the the hurt that's all around us the wounds that are all around us and I just sense that the Lord is calling more people to yes. chaplaincy and so for the program that we have at Grace School of Theology uh, and Grace Center for Spiritual Development, uh, I'm, I'm really praying, Ken, that it would stir a lot of hearts today. Mm-hmm. What would you tell someone listening who goes, wow, that sounds more than interesting. I really feel a nudge in my spirit that maybe this is what God wants me to do. What, what should they do then? I would keep the mindset that we're ambassadors of the kingdom of God. So what does that mean? I'm a Navy vet. I was a corpsman. When the president would come, they didn't pipe the president has arrived. They piped the United States of America has arrived. Mm. So what exactly is an ambassador? An ambassador is someone sent from a foreign government into a foreign land. Now, analogies always fall short theologically, but bear with me. So as an ambassador of the kingdom of God, that means how I'm thinking, how I see, how I hear, listen, speak, feel, and act ought to represent the government that's sending me. Yes. I can't think of a better way than getting enrolled in the seminary so that you can deepen your relationship with God, get equipped with the tools, but then get training on how to be able to be that ambassador right where you are right now. Mm-hmm. Somebody, you know, I'll have a class of 50 people sometimes and they'll say, how many people here are in full-time ministry? And I'll have two people raise their hands say, are you guys pastors? Yeah, we are. So, okay, thank you. Put your hands down. And then I'll ask the question, how many people believe in our Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior? And all the hands will go up. Mm-hmm. So now keep your hands up. How many of you are in full-time ministry? <laughs> and all of a sudden people start to get it. Uh-huh. I don't care what, your ministry is not full-time ministry because you're paid by the church. Right. Your ministry is 24-7, 365 as a believer. Amen. Where God has placed you. Where God has placed you. So I just, I would urge people to consider, I mean, you can call me here at the school Mm -hmm. um, and uh, call, get registered, learn more about it. And I'm available. Um, Again, our nonprofit with what we do, we have actually embedded that in the degree. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you go to the careforce.us site, uh, Grace Center for Spiritual Development has developed a basic uh, biblical application for service in Christ program. Uh, we have heart care mm-hmm. that can help you to go into your church. And we have six hours of stuff on chaplaincy embedded in heart care. Okay. So okay. a church can be able to use this to build the ministry. And then you know, if you decide later on you want to get some more advanced training, you can come over to us with Care Force. You can go and get a degree of grace. There's oh. a lot of different options for you. Absolutely. And I am so excited that we've had this opportunity. We will have you back because we need to get more information out to our listeners on the importance of this program. So thank 
thank you for sharing with us today. I pray that your hearts were encouraged as was mine. Let me urge you to watch for the release of the book, The Heart of a Chaplain. It'll be available through Amazon. Uh, Just be watching for that. You can also visit our website at gsot.edu forward slash chaplaincy to learn more about the chaplaincy program here. We're so glad you tuned in. Please tell others about saving grace and remember, the love of God can never be earned and can never be lost. You've been listening to Saving Grace. For more information about Grace Center for Spiritual Development or this program, visit our website at gsot.edu slash center or download the Grace app through your smartphone. Views expressed on this program may not always be the views of Grace School of Theology or its leadership.